Good morning. Good afternoon. Wherever you might be viewing me from, this is Chandra Purdue of Cara Jones Unlimited LLC. And I wanted to come in here during the lunch hour and have a conversation with you all. Good morning, Lisa. Afternoon. How are you? You doing okay out there? I thought that um, during this quarantine, when we have a little extra time, that I might converse with you all here in my little studio, unfiltered with Cara Jones. Unlimited LLC. I'm recording on my podcast. I wanted to have a conversation with you all about a post that I made the other day. Actually, it was last week. If you are here and I see you guys coming in, wave at me, say hello. I want y'all to be a part of my conversation. I see you, Melanie. How are you? I'm doing well. So, as I was saying, last week, I made a post. And that post was on about a question, actually. The question that I asked, can you guys hear me? Let me know if you can hear me, or do I need to adjust my volume up or down? Can you hear me? Okay. So, last week I posed a question to the ladies. And I asked, would or how many of you ladies How many of you ladies would date, D-A-T-E, or marry a man who's highly liked by the ladies? Then there was a second part to the question. I said, again, hey, Jonathan, Gina, beautiful Texas, how many of you ladies would date or marry a man who's highly liked or loved by the ladies? Second part of that question I asked, how confident are you in your love? Your love with that man. So, today, at this lunch hour, I wanted to talk about that. Because several of my followers commented on that post. 
And, hi Donald, you are hilarious, Donald. <laughs> you keep me cracking up. Thank you. So, by a show of comments, please, I would like you to answer the question, ladies. How many of you would date or marry a man who's highly liked or loved by the ladies, other ladies? Second part to my question, how many of you ladies are confident in your love, your relationship that you have with that man that all of these other ladies love or like so much too? Ha 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 ha. Hey, Uncle Joe, thanks for chiming in on that other post. I really appreciate your input. You know that man of God. So, I'm just going to look at some of these comments that you guys um, wrote on my post because I found them most interesting. Let me go back because there were so many. Hey, Big Brother Mark, how's it going in California? I saw where Governor Newsom is has a plan to strategically get the state back out in the public. Praise God. Okay, so to the question that I asked, how many of you ladies are willing to date or marry a man who's highly liked by other ladies? One of you said, I do because I'm confident. So I wanted to talk about this because you know, this is 2020 and many of us are yet single. Some by choice, some others because they just haven't found the right man one whom they might consider marrying. I'm one of those, okay? My little sister, eight years younger than me, Lord blessed her with her future mate. She's proposed to, accepted, engaged, and getting married. But when you are dating a man, it changes things in your life. It's one thing when it's just you and him and you live day to day going through your regular routine and just say he's an average Joe and you're an average Jean. But every now and then, we ladies, yes, we, I put myself in this too. Every now and then, we come across Gentlemen, hey, little brother Damien. Hey, you meet big meat. You bar owner. I'm so proud of you and your brother. You guys are doing great. Every now and then, 
ladies, we come across, I'm going to just say, these extra fine gentlemen. Ooh, them. Oh, yeah. They exist. And, you know, for a topic, let's just say that what I put on this is child, C-H-I-L-E. He's so fine. Ooh, he's so fine. How many of you have ever come across that man that just made you say, ooh, child, ooh, girlfriend, he's so fine? Mm-hmm. I have a couple of times. But, you know, one thing that I have come to experience personally, mm-hmm, me, and I have also heard, good morning, Pastor John in Houston, Texas. One thing that I've heard from my girlfriends, my friend girls, grown women, and not so grown women, <laughs> is that when you date a man who is super fine, it ain't easy. It can be most challenging, in fact. Hey, Darrell, I see you. Good morning, Tanisha. Good afternoon. Yes, it can be challenging. Challenging because even though a woman like me and you, we may have very high self-esteem. We may be very self-confident. We know how to love on ourselves. And we attract those men who say they love us too. Keyword, say. But one thing my sweet ma taught me is that love is what love does. So... Hey, Jarrell, I see you. Ladies and gentlemen, you can chime in because you know y'all so fine and all. We're talking about y'all today. Ladies, I present to you the question. Oh, Anchorwoman Noel, how are you, gorgeous? Ladies, I present to you the question. What do you do? When your superfine man has so many, let's just say, we'll call them admirers. We're going to be civil and pleasant today. When your superfine man has so many admirers, and no, they're not secret admirers. They are very vocal, and they can be very... Boisterous at times. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they can even be disrespectful. But every grown woman should know how to conduct herself in any and all interpersonal relationships. Even 
when you have a super fine man. So, again, the question that I posed last week was, ladies, how many of you would date or marry a man who's highly, highly liked or loved by other ladies? And ladies, how confident are you in your love or your relationship with that man? You know, I'm embarking on a new career in clinical mental health counseling. And one of my areas of expertise is relationships. I have counseled many men and women who come to me seeking professional concerning relationships. I'm receiving a message, but if you want to come on, just come on the camera with me. So in these conversations, okay, I see your message. In these conversations and these counseling sessions that I've had with my clients who are having relationship issues, one of the issues that comes up quite frequently is infidelity in marriage. Infidelity is when one or both partners in the relationships is unfaithful. Yes, unfaithful. Hi, Wayne. I see you. Thank you for coming in. Hi, Tony. Hey, Mr. Brown, I see you. I got more fellows on this live than ladies, and I'm talking to ladies. But you know, I can talk to you gentlemen, too. have no issue with that. Anywho, when you are in and you commit to being in a committed relationship, and I'll just add this. Even if you have not committed yet that you have been talking to, I believe is the term that they use in this modern age. I'm talking to her. I'm talking to him. You're talking to a lady. You have been dating, or as my father, my late daddy, Reverend Didi Purdue would say, courting. C-O-U-R-T-I-N-G. Courting a lady properly and not, not just trying to get in her pants. Good morning, Dan. Afternoon, sir. How are you? Dan Dubois. Gentlemen, if you are dating and your intentions are to I'm going to just say it like I hear the millennials say it. Bag it up. There is a certain order of behavior, a standard by which you 
must conduct yourself. Ladies, this goes for you too. It's not just on the man. It's not just on the woman because you know it takes two. It is important to be respectful first to yourself. That's called self-respect. Second, it's important to be respectful to your significant other or your partner. Hi, Crystal Jeter. Because without respect, whether it be for self or your significant other or partner, the relationship most certainly will fall into difficulty. I'm just sharing with you on this, at this noon hour, a few tidbits on how to have a more successful relationship. I see you, sis. I hope to catch up with you soon. One, self-respect. That's respect for yourself. Two, respect for your significant other or your partner. If you can manage those two key critical imperatives in a relationship, then the two of you against the world can make it. Hey, sis. All I'm saying is this in a nutshell. If you're with him and he's with you and you two exclaim to the world, your friends, your family, strangers, because they see you together in public and they can recognize that there is a genuine, genuine and mutual, another key word, mutual, M-U-T-U-A-L, love, concern, and agreement between you, then those people, all others, will be more apt to respect your relationship too. But let's just look at it from the other perspective. That perspective, perspective says, no, regardless of what you show people, yeah, they know you're a hot item, you and your man, you and your girl, you and your wife, you and your partner, you and your bae, B-A-E, you and your baby, you and your babe. They still do what they do. Nope, 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 nope. Won't work over here. And it doesn't work in most other relationships either. But 
I want to talk to the gentleman now. Gentlemen, you fine specimen of men. If you have chosen a woman to be your partner, to be your wife, to be your mate, to be your significant other, to be your quote unquote girlfriend, yo boo, B-O-O, boo. You need to handle the business. The business means that you, you can request to come on camera, Sophia. The business gentleman means this. When you see, hear, sense that there are women or another woman who desires your attention or who tells you she wants your attention and let me just clear my eye shows you that she wants your attention you gentlemen have a great responsibility and it's not hard it's very fundamental all you have to do quite simply and I'm going to put it to you straight. If you want to keep that woman that you say you want happy and keep her with you, you need to make sure that all that you do in thought, deed, and word, whether it be spoken, written, Text is decent and in order. If you happen, gentlemen, to come across a woman who won't take your no for an answer, well, then you need to be man enough to, and I'm going to say this pointedly, check her. Check her, please. By that, I mean, let her know in a respectful way that you are not available. See, because I think I can say this for most women. When we find or accept, decide to entertain a man that we really want, to try to be with, plan to be with. Women tend to be more loyal creatures. In other words, don't do anything that you would not want her to do. Here we are in this virtual world on this social media platform called Facebook. And there's so many others, Instagram, Snapchat, Tinder, Twitter. We can go on and on and on with all these social media platforms that we all enjoy and appreciate for whatever reasons. 
But even on these social media platforms, if and when you come into contact with someone, might even be a mutual friend of you and your love, could be a stranger. But if you come into contact with anyone who does not respect the boundaries of your relationship, and you have clearly stated and put it out there that you are in a committed relationship or you are seriously dating someone, then you have to take it to another level. You have to make sure that all those onlookers, all those admirers understand you are not available. It's as simple as that. Four words, I am not available, period. Nothing else to talk about. So that means, let me just define it for you. If they send you flirtatious texts, post flirtatious comments, you can thank them, say thank you. It's fine. That's called being nice. Thank you is a good thing, right? Our parents taught us to always say thank you. When people compliment you, feel good about it. Say thank you. You can compliment them back. But be careful with that. Because even if your intention is not to arise, invoke, further interest by them and you. It's very careful that the words you use, the diction, diction, choice of words, your diction does not imply that you are interested in getting to know them any more than you already have. That is called setting Boundaries. All relationships require boundaries. Whether it is a platonic relationship, hello, Pastor Nation, whether it is a platonic relationship, friends, an Eros relationship lovers or intimate partners, spiritual relationship, members of the faith, and even a business relationship. You have to not just implement or set boundaries, but you have to consistently enforce them. And I use the word enforce, but I don't want you to take that to mean that you are just mean and rude. No, we, we don't ever want to be mean and rude. Because we want to always show respect, again, first for ourselves and then for others. But enforcing your boundaries in these relationships just entails reiterating R-E-I-T-E. R-A-T-I-N-G, 
or reinforcing by reminding others of your expectations. Yes. In these relationships, you with your significant other, you with strangers. Good morning, beautiful Brooklyn, Paula. Good afternoon, sis. Even in those relationships, you can have boundaries. And yes, you should expect for others to adhere or comply with the boundaries that you have communicated to them. Which brings me to my last and final point. Communication is key. Again, the question I posed on my Facebook post was, how many of you ladies would date or marry a man who's highly liked or loved by other ladies? How confident are you in your love? Yes, sis, you finally caught me live. I'm happy that you did. Happy to see you. If you find yourself in a place or a space where you've come into the knowledge of or you see here directly or indirectly that there might be some opposition, danger, red flags to the stability of your relationship with another, your significant other, your partner, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever. If you come into the knowledge of such information, first of all, don't blow up. No need to blow up. Always remain calm. That's easier said than done, I can tell you from personal experience. Even the most confident might find themselves in a place of alarm if they see or hear that there's some red flags going on or showing up in their relationship. Getting a call. But nevertheless, stay calm and communicate. And I would say this because I am a woman of faith. Before you communicate with your significant other any red flags that may have come to your attention, pray. Quiet yourself. Meditate. Be, be silent. Be still. Why? Because oftentimes when we react or respond, or I'll say when we respond immediately, we may present ourselves in a way that is not most indicative of our character and who we really are. That's why it's always good to pause. Just pause. 
chill, be still, pray, meditate, trust God, your higher power, whoever that is for you. Ask for guidance, instruction. Ask for the, the right time, the right setting, and the right words to share your concerns. Now, be careful. You know how they say that he say, she say mess. It's real. But sometimes it's not accurate. So before you go pointing the finger, and I share this a lot in my individual and group counseling sessions with my clients. See here, when you point this finger, my mama taught me this. You got three fingers coming back at you. So it's better to ask, A-S-K, the question than to accuse or assume. And if when you communicate your concerns to your significant other, be respectful. And just as they have allowed you to speak, you to share, please, sir, please ma'am, Give them the opportunity to share in response to what you have shared with them. That's called communication. Communication, conversation. It takes two. Yeah, you can have a conversation by yourself. We have those two. But when you are in a relationship, it takes two. So both of you take the time to listen and hear from each other. Don't jump to conclusions. Sit back. Don't stalk. Don't fuss. Don't argue, fight, complain. Just pray, meditate, clearly, effectively, and appropriately communicate your concerns. Don't call them problems, issues, dilemmas, because you don't know that you have a problem. You just became aware of some information or you saw some red flags, heard some red flags. In the event that your partner does not agree with you and or he or she does not show you that they intend to perhaps address or make any changes in their behavior that you feel may be contributing to the matter, then do this. Pray, meditate, pause, Self-reflect. 
Think about you and how you've been behaving, what actions you demonstrate or exemplify, then adjust accordingly. But in your making adjustments to yourself, because you know the only person you can control is you. We can't control anybody else. No matter what we do, no matter how we try, what we think. We can only control ourselves and we should not want to control others. We cannot change others. Only person you can influence or change is you, yourself. So in those adjustments, if any, that you might make, don't be vindictive. The Lord said vengeance is his. Just continue to live, even in that relationship, by the golden rule. The golden rule, I live by it. I try really hard to live by the golden rule. The golden rule simply says, and I post this all the time, I hope y'all catch it and you apply it. The golden rule simply says, treat other people the way you want to be treated. I've also read it where it reads, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Some associate it with the biblical principle that says you'll reap what you sow. Then others take it to another level yet and still, and they say, that's karma. No, it's not karma. Don't even think like that. If you can just think like this, what I put out, what I put out is what I would like to get back. Doesn't always happen that way. But if we walk in that vein, live in that vein consistently, prayerfully, we will get back from the universe and those with whom we come into contact with that that we have put out. Good. Do good. Expect good. If it doesn't happen that way, shake it off. Put on your smile. And keep it moving. It's quite simple. It doesn't always feel so good. Sometimes it seems very complex. But don't make it big. Okay? I see beautiful Sophia. She was going to join me on here, but for whatever reason, we couldn't do that. I don't know what happened. But I just want to thank y'all for coming on my live. Hey, music artist, songstress Corey Edgman. How are you, beautiful? Haven't seen you in a couple of years. I'm back in Alabama. But whatever you do, take care of yourself first. Revere God first, your higher power. 
Some people, you know, they don't want to call him God. I'm a Christian, so I'm going to always say God. Because God is my higher power. That's me. But revere your higher, higher power, God, your Lord, your Savior, Jesus Christ, whomever it is for you. Then take care of yourself. Love yourself. Because if you don't take care of you first, and if you are not happy with you, or happy in general, we're not always clappy, happy, happy, but just happy, you know, have joy, have peace, peace of mind, a peace of mind. I hear the people saying, a peace of mind about yourself. If you don't have that, then oftentimes you can't be any good for anybody else. So with that said, my clock says it's 12.46, so I'm going to sign off. You can expect more of these noontime, lunch hour, grown folk conversations with me, Chandra Perdue, the founder, president, CEO, Car Jones Unlimited LLC, the creator, and moderator, presenter of my new podcast that I started last year, Unfiltered with Cara Jones Unlimited. LLC. Continue to have a blessed day. I thank you for joining in. God bless you and yours. I love you. Be well.